What's up? It's your girl Sequoia, Silicon Valley tech editor for Black Enterprise and the host of your podcast, BE The Code. And we are here with Rochelle, the founder of Liquid Courage. Hey! Hey! What's good? Man, I'm here at the Black Enterprise Tech Connect. Yes, live and direct. Live and direct in the Bay Area. Hey! (laughs) What's good? So, I saw your product. I love your product. Let's talk about your product. What made you decide to start a makeup cosmetic line? Well, um, I worked at the number one consumer packaged goods company um, a few years, for eight years, and did not really see myself in the brand. And I felt Mm. that that was a problem. Okay. Um, And so when I moved to the Bay Area to work in tech, I thought that that would be a great opportunity for me to really address all of the things that I felt that they were doing wrong. One, not having, you know, representation of not just minority women, but people with different skin tones. Nice. Um, But also. I like that you say that, though, because people like to group minority women into like one category, like we all look alike. No, we don't. We don't. And we have different undertones. Um, and it's not just about the diversity as it relates to like ethnic diversity, but lifestyle diversity as well. Let's and- dive into all that. <laughs> yes. Let's unpack that. Yes. So, first of all, the one thing that I want to talk about is undertones because I just took my first makeup class okay. yesterday, day before yesterday. Girl, I'm still. We ain't, we ain't all the way there yet. But. It's, it's a, a process. process. Yes, it is a process. <laughs> but so one thing that I learned was about undertones, and they said I have cool undertones. So what? Cool, sexy. So what exactly does that mean? So I know my skin tone is on the brighter side. So, but what does that mean for my makeup? Well, that means that cool undertones that you can wear some really fabulous colors, right? Oh, nice. And so okay. one of the things that. Um, in terms of my lipstick line is that I wanted to make sure that there was lipstick, high pigmented lipstick for Mm -hmm. everyday women Mm -hmm. like yourself. So Mm -hmm. for the cool tones, you can wear a great red and Mm -hmm. blues. Mm -hmm. So blues really look good on you. Okay. Um, And so I think that that's just really one of the things that you can do when you have like cool undertones. And what about warm undertones for the people who have Well, warm undertones are like orange colors. So I have like a great color called Hawaiian Fire and it Mm -hmm. definitely like, like brings that brightness out of the okay. skin tone um so that's that's one of the the areas so you just got to play with it and okay. you know your skin changes over time as well right and so it's important for you to continuously dissect and understand like what your skin tone is in that particular season so i think that i think the first step oh, that's is interesting so seasonal too yeah i mean i think that as you age mm-hmm. um depending on the place that you live like when i moved from south florida mm-hmm. which was very hot and very humid to mm-hmm. the bay area which is like kind of like hot okay I experienced like changes in my skin and mm-hmm. so I think that you just need to be aware of, of those types of changes happening interesting yes. and so let's dive into lifestyle okay. so what does that look like from a makeup standpoint well for me um, I am targeting women like yourself Sequoia right okay. you are on the go obviously
obviously, right? You are <laughs> tacking. <laughs> You're on the go. You're like tackling life, career, and everything in between. And right. So you don't have time to like reapply your lipstick three, four, five times no. a day. And so I was very deliberate in terms of formulating the actual product. So my lipsticks are highly pigmented. Nice. Um, and they're also a matte finish. And so that means that you're not, you don't have to apply like all the time. Like I love my that. My focus is I want you to apply once um, and maybe touch up at the, you know, in the evening. So that's that's what I I, I talk about lifestyle and okay. um, making sure that the woman that I'm targeting knows that, hey, I'm thinking about you. That's so interesting because even back to my makeup class. Yes. So we went from like a day look to a night, night look. look. So yes. what do you recommend in terms of like colors mm. if you're doing like on the lifestyle front, right? If you're going out in the day versus like what you should be wearing at night. Well, I am like one of those girls where I was a tomboy turned like beauty enthusiast. So I'm really all about like that natural like makeup look. Mm. So like even now I'm wear just wearing foundation, you know, got my eyebrows on point hey. and and with a bold lip. And okay. I think that that's a great like daytime look, okay. right? Because at the end of the day, you can't you know, sometimes show up to your nine to five job and you know, your, you got your, eyelash, your eyelashes <laughs> up to here, here. <laughs> right? And so, but like you can, you know, transition that by just adding, you know, eyeshadow. Right. Um, and that, that completes your night look, right? right. But I'm, I'm really into like the, the no makeup makeup look right now. I like that, yes. I like that. And so with that being said, with your hues, I saw that you had like a really, really wide range. I know that there's a conversation in terms of nudes. Hmm. What do you, yeah, let's talk about that. Like what do you recommend in terms of a makeup line who's coming to market? So let's talk about Rihanna's line. Okay. She came out with every single hue, every single hue for our skin tone, right? So I saw that with your line, you had the nude range. Do you feel like that's covering us? Do you feel like there's more? Like, how do we make sure that we're covered in those areas? Well, I think that the first thing is that we have to be invited to the party. And if we're not, like my girl Salon says, the party. Get, your, get your seat at the table. <laughs> yeah. And I think that what she's doing is really, you know, really inclusive and really drives us to think about um, really, you know, drives us to think about diversity and inclusion in a very different way. Like, why should anyone be excluded from the beauty conversation, right? right? And so, like, back to, I, I don't think that all nudes are created equally. Yeah. And so, just like her, I think about my diversity of friends. Like, the, a color on me that that's you know radiant on me may not necessarily work for you may right. not necessarily work for you know some of my you know girlfriends that are asian or mm -hmm. my girlfriends that may be from greece right mm -hmm. and with olive skin tone so mm -hmm. i one of my my purpose is to make sure that every woman can see themselves wearing at least one of my lipsticks and Beautiful. i think that um i've done a great job yeah um, doing that how did you so i mean of course you woke up and were like yes they need makeup but like <laughs> how did you actually start the process of launching a makeup line well the great thing is that my background is in supply chain mm. and so um for the last 15 years i've like dedicated like that's my craft in terms of brokering deals uh really um, forming, forging relationships with suppliers. And when I worked in the CPG space, the consumer packaged goods um, industry, I forged a lot of relationships um, because at the time, this particular company 
held one of the major beauty icon, you know, iconic brands. And so when I decided to kind of venture off on my own, I'm like, let's leverage these relationships to actually do something for me. And so that's how I started. Okay. Um, and it was great having like one understanding supply chain, having relationships, and because you know I I learned about beauty really late in my life mm-hmm. um, I was able to really track and trace like what are some of the, the different beauty needs of women that are like myself okay and with that being said you said you came from the supply chain space, yeah. but what about like the formulas like how did you know that's like to me it's so foreign right like I want to start a makeup brand right. but how do I know how to make the formulas how do I know how to do the color swatches right. how do I, like what is that process so about? I think that it's all about having a team right you're Mm. doing this broadcast and there's amazing people behind the scenes that are helping you make it I think that is being crystal clear on what your core competencies are and really you know going out and seeking help so in my case I'm not a scientist (laughs) right (laughs) I'm not a biologist mm -hmm. and so I I worked with those types of folks on the formulation okay Um, but I did know what was very important to me like Mm -hmm. I I don't want my red lipsticks to look ashy because that's one of the things that a lot of women of color talk about Um, I wanted to make sure that um, you know it was a matte finish because not only is that on trend right now Mm -hmm. um, but I know that that helps in terms of the long-lasting long wear um, aspect I wanted to make sure that there was you know great materials going into and and raw materials materials feeding into the formulation so I think that once you understand like what your ingredient story what your package story what you want that to be then I think it's it's an easy thing to then one find those relationships and the folks that are good at doing that and saying hey let's do that and it's test 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 and test okay right and um and that's what how many times did you have to test before you were like like happy with the product I'm never happy and I think that that's one of the things in terms of business that you have it's a continuous iterative process that's I mean staying and listening to some of the sessions here at at Tech Connect um, a lot of the companies that you know that you put on 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 blast yesterday like it's you know this crawl walk and run Um, and so I think I got the product to a good place in terms of you know selling but I'm constantly getting feedback constantly talking to you know my customers to figure out what can we do better I love that you talked about that because people (laughs) Sometimes people create businesses for themselves, right? And they kind of forget about the customer. Like they won't necessarily reach out until they feel like they're happy and satisfied. But you have to start with the customer first. Absolutely. From the very, very beginning. So I love that you spoke about that. And a lot of people think because I have an e-commerce platform Mm -hmm. and folks think that, you know, I'm behind the wall, you know, this mad scientist and, you know, you don't talk to customers just because you have a you know, a e-commerce or virtual, I call mm-hmm. myself a virtual beauty marketplace. Yeah. Um, but that, that doesn't stop you from engaging with the customer, right? And so I've created like this community, whether it's on, you know, Facebook or bringing my community online to offline through like power brunches mm. um, that I have actually started last year. I think it's important part of your creative process to actually engage with your customers virtually and even in person if you can. That's so smart. (laughs) So 
I like that because a lot of companies you're seeing do that, actually having an offline community that's not like in direct correlation to the product. So it's not like, I'm coming to sell you products, but like, let's go meet and see who actually is engaging with this product. Yes. And then you get to learn the customer persona. You get to kind Absolutely. of get a feel for the customer and then you know how to target them better. And you got to do it in a smart way, right? right? Because nobody wants to feel sold like to. being sold yep. to every time. Like yep. how many like ads do you see when you're visiting your most favorite social media platforms, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that as e-commerce companies, we have to be smart about how we choose to engage our customers. And so like with the Power Brunch, I, I love technology. I'm here at the, you know, Tech Connect, but I feel like sometimes our days are being inundated with technology. And so the purpose behind the Power Brunch was to really create this community where we're having an empowering conversation to uplift women that right. want to take their personal brand to the next level. Beautiful. So that's, I, I, I love that. And actually uh, the former CMO Rochelle Parham of eBay was um, one of my previous oh, speakers. Really? So shout out to her nice. and eBay. Very, very nice. That's hot. So I like to play games oh, with my podcast because, okay. you know, I like to keep it live and interactive. So one of the things that I want to play with you is two truths and a lie. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Oh. So you're going to tell me two truths and one lie. Okay. And then I'm going to decide which is which. Okay. And you let me know if I'm right or not. All right. Let's see. Um, okay. So... Um, Two truths and one lie. Yeah. I've been to Santorini, Greece. Hello. You're fancy. Uh, my cousin um, once was the um, the um, co-president of Haiti. Okay. And um, I am 40 years old. 40, Greece, Haiti. Hmm. 40 is the lie. That's the lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but tell me about this trip to Santorini. Oh my gosh. It was actually for a my 35th birthday. Mm -hmm. My husband and I started our trip in uh -huh. Paris. And oh, then, nice. Yeah. Which is massively the fashion capital. Yes. So you have to tell me if you got any tips and tricks in terms of beauty while you were over there. I was there to relax you were like, and mm -hmm, girl. eat. <laughs> I um, actually ate at my first um, Michelin star rated um, restaurant okay. while I was there. Uh -huh. But then I went to Santorini um, and it was a, a dream. So Beautiful. I'm shouting out Santorini because it, I've seen, uh, I have not been. Let I have me tell you, it's one of the, it's one of the, <laughs> I few, have seen amazing photos. It's one of the few places where the actual postcard looks like, I mean, you can literally looks step like a, out and okay. you feel like you're in like a postcard. Ooh, it's just, you're making me ready to vacation. It's beautiful. <laughs> in time. Absolutely, it's beautiful. <laughs> but back to that, Europe has an amazing foundation in terms of beauty. So do you pull any references from there or any other continents, any other, um, countries like where do you pull your references in terms of what you want to make for your products I think it goes back to like being like very targeted on the people that I'm serving mm -hmm. and asking okay. them questions and doing surveys but I mean I pull inspiration 
from everywhere, okay. whether it's, you know, watching my favorite show on HBO or, you know, looking at New York Fashion Week and Tiana Taylor doing her thing on the yes. catwalk. Just really like staying focused on like what's trending, okay. but also being very deliberate about what my customers are asking for, because sometimes, nice. you know, folks can venture off too much. And I think that when you lose your base, when you stop talking to your base, then you're giving them something that may be trending, but it may, right, be, it may not want. be something yeah. that your particular target base uh, mm-hmm. doesn't want. But yeah. I'm, you know, my family is from the Caribbean, um, and so I definitely pull like you know from the influence of the Caribbean and other places that I travel. Haiti? Yes. It, oh, nice, yes. nice, yeah. very nice, beautiful. So, what's next for the product line? Well, I think that it's, like I said, it's an iterative process. Um, I'll continue to expand the Power Burn series. That's been very successful for us. Um, Also looking to, you know, have forged relationships with a lot of the um, beauty subscription box companies. And so that's something. Let's talk about partnerships. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a big one. So tell me about how you're forging these relationships because people definitely need to know. Yes. I, I say that if content is like king and queen, like you need partnerships especially when you're like a startup yeah Um, and I think it's important where you can actually if someone has like a big audience so one of the partners that I've worked with um, is a a mega beauty subscription box okay Um, and they approached me and we collaborated they have like over 21 million beauty um, subscribers on their box and that was a great opportunity for me and it was just doing what I'm doing here networking okay. attending summits mm-hmm. um, I, I love going to like you know different events uh, surrounding the Bay Area or if I'm in the city and I'll look up if you know some of my favorite beauty enthusiasts bloggers bloggers you know if they're doing anything okay. or request some time with them so nice. I, I think that it's really about fostering you know, being relationships. fostering relationships yeah. being deliberate about hey how can I maximize my time here at a summit or a conference okay. um, and, and just really having something that you also feel that you can bring to the table, right? right. Um, no one wants to feel like it's Used. a one-way, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, one-way yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. So every time that I approach a prospective partner, I think about what value can I also bring to that partner. Awesome. So Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. We really appreciate you sharing Liquid Courage with us. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your time here at TechConnect. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's Sequoia with BE The Code, and we are live at TechConnect. This podcast is powered by eBay.